I'm launching a course called Successful ADHD Entrepreneur. I've been an entrepreneur for a long time, and I've had ADHD for a little bit longer than that. Over that time, I've learned quite a few things that make me quite effective. People even call me organized. After many people asked me to, I have created a course to share what I've learned with you. Get details at neurodiversity.me course. The first run is limited to only 20 students, and the first class is April 20th, so don't put this one off neurodiversity.me slash course. My name is Michael Whitehouse, the guy who knows a guy. I'm a global connector, networking concierge, and coach. For two decades, I believed that my ADHD was a disability. Only at the age of 41 would I come to realize that my ADHD was an incredible asset. And when I leaned into that, I achieved greater success than ever before. ADHD is the engine behind my own success as a networker and coach. Over the past few years, I've spoken with thousands of entrepreneurs and found that many of them have some kind of neurodiverse diagnosis, ADHD, autism, dyslexia, OCD, and more. Like me, for many of them, their neurodiversity is indeed the very source of their success. On this show, we will change the narrative on neurodiversity. I've heard enough about the challenges and how hard it can be. I want to hear about how awesome we are. It's time to start talking about how our neurodiversity can be an asset for ourselves, our communities, and our businesses. It's time to start talking about neurodiversity superpowers. Hello and welcome once again to the Neurodiversity Superpowers podcast. I'm your host, Michael Whitehouse, the guy who knows a guy. And our guest today is Jenny Bellinger, who is very awesome, and I'm very excited to have her here. Let me read you her bio that she was nice enough to send me. Jenny Bellinger is a certified professional coach and the host of the Badass Direct Sales Mastery Podcast, which has a really cool acronym that only means one thing, just Badass Direct Sales Mastery Podcast. Doesn't mean anything. <laughs> she works with Badass Direct Sales moms who are ready to double their monthly income. An entrepreneur since 2010, she understands the desire to contribute to your family's future and be present with them in the here and now and how difficult balancing those two priorities can be. So Jenny has learned the hard way while building two separate businesses, raising two kids and navigating a divorce to fulfill that need to contribute and be there for her children. Jenny is also known as the direct sales dom. Luckily, as a certified professional coach, her methods are very effective, not painful. So welcome to the show, Jenny. <laughs> Thank you, Michael. I'm so excited to be here. <laughs> I'm excited to have you here, too. Yeah, when we met at whatever the event was, I think Virginia's event. Yes, uh, get connected, stay connected. Yep, we were like, you you must be on my show. And I mentioned it, and you're like, ADHD, I've got one of those. <laughs> I've got 80 of them, apparently. I, I don't know what ADHD is, but I got 80 of them. ADHDs? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes, some people have like 25 HD, but no. No. ADHD. I have 80 HD. Yes. Going I did a whole TikTok way. about that. <laughs> so first, tell me, how are you successful, Jenny? How am I successful? Oh, my gosh. Well... I have trophies and, uh, you know, really great podcast. I, I, goodness. Um, I, I don't know. I, for me, success is one of those wonderful words that has evolved in it, what it means to me mm -hmm. over time, you know? Um, originally, of course, like everybody else, success is like money and the house and the thing and the car and the all, all of that. And, now, I at this point in time, I've redefined it as I've been able to work from home to be there with my kids, be there for my kids mm. while I'm contributing to my family since 2010. My kids have never known daycare. <laughs> Not that there's anything wrong with that. Yep. I hold no judgment. But I personally, for me, did not have children so that someone else could raise them. Mm. So for me to be able to work from home, be able to contribute, be able to to do all the things, feel fulfilled in my business and be mom, that to me is baseline of success. Yeah. Baseline. That's not the ultimate, that's baseline. Like as long as I'm doing that, I I've hit the baseline. Now, of course, would I love, you know, all the things and not have to worry about the spending and yeah, we're getting there. <laughs> <laughs> But, but that's, that's still a pretty good, pretty good success level. Yeah, I, and I'm. Want and yeah, I, I'm able to. I'm able to 
live the life I want. I mean, for the most part, I, I do. I mean, I've got a business that allows me to take care of all the things, do some fun stuff from time to time, you know, go on vacations, go, you know, have fun long weekends every once in a while. Mm -hmm. Um, so uh, to me, that's, that's, like I said, baseline of success. I'm able to do a lot of those things. So I'm, I'm good for that. Um, you know, in terms of when I first started in business, like, you know, in my bio, I said, I've got, I've built two businesses, two successful businesses. My first business was a direct sales business, mm -hmm. built a team, built an organization, earned multiple trips. Cause you know, in direct sales, you yep. have the incentive trips, the cars, the bonus checks with commas in them, the, you know, whatever. I've got all of those little tick marks next to my name. My my team hit number one in the world for group growth. Wow. My team hit number three in the world for group sales. So those are the trophies. Those to me were the ones that mattered more mm -hmm. than all the personal because the trip is a personal uh, achievement. The car is a personal achievement. You know the bonus checks those are personal those are all personal and i talk about those first because that's what people know more about than the walking the stage and the group trophy because i could not get that trophy without having created a team that could do that yeah i definitely want to talk to you more more about that but but first let's not get too distracted because yes. you like me have adhds i do i do uh, so so that is that is the that, well. Normally, I would say, "What is your form of neurodiversity?" We already talked about that. So yeah, um, yeah. Mine is ADHD. Um. Anyway, go ahead and ask. And the then, question. how Sorry. has your neurodiversity led to your success? Uh, for me, the neurodiversity has helped because it, it doesn't allow me to focus on the negative for too long. Because <laughs> you know what I mean. Um. And I I know I understand that there are some people with ADHD and a variety of neurodiversities that, you know, have anxiety and depression. Mm -hmm. My version goes, Ooh, no, I don't like that. I uh, no, Um, I'm Ooh, shiny thing. <laughs> like, let's not feel that. Let's go over here and do this instead. Oh, um, you know, so it, not to say that I don't have bad days, that I don't have bad moments, that I don't have times where I'm like, oh my God, can I do this or anything like that? I just don't, it, I, I think the, or I choose to tell myself that the neuro, that my neurodiversity goes, um, okay, you've had enough of that. We're, we're going to go over here now. Yeah. <laughs> we're, okay. We're done. You know what I mean? Um, it, it doesn't, it doesn't allow me to sit there for too long. Um, I feel it just enough to go, Ooh, that's really uncomfortable. Okay. Let's get, let's get into motion. Let's do something about it, you okay. know? Um, and, and that's really how I've, I've channeled it, um, out of necessity because I've, I've obviously been ADHD my whole life, but I wasn't diagnosed till I was 23 and I've never been medicated on it. Mm -hmm. So I, every coping mechanism I've come up with has been my own. Yeah. And or, actually, I was wondering about that. You, how many kids do you have? I have two. Two. Um, because I have one kids. Mm -hmm. And one of the challenges for me with ADC is I'm trying to work and she's home. And she's like, I need this. I need that. And I've sort of trained her to not bug me if I'm working. My wife has not. Um, and so <laughs> like, my wife has even more trouble uh, getting getting refocused when she's distracted. Okay. But you know, I'll often have, have time, especially the business where I'm trying to build it and figure out like, it's not just about do the thing. It's figure out what the thing is and then do the thing. Right. And so if I'm derailed from that track, then I'm like, ah, and I get to the end of the day and feel like yeah. I've got done because I've been distracted. And um, yeah. so how have you managed? Uh, how have you managed working with kids in the house all the time while also building your business and staying focused on that? Yeah. Well, I only homeschooled during COVID as soon as, <laughs> as soon as they were vaccinated and allowed back in school and I was safe and I was vaccinated and everything because I have a health condition that um, I kept them home an extra year, even though the other kids in our area could go back to school um, in person. Um, so now they're back in school full time, or at least I'm assuming by the time this 
is out there. They will be back in school full time. Um, but during the summertime, they're home because um, they don't like summer camp because um, mm -hmm. they're good kids and they don't like getting punished for that. So, but what I've done with them is I have worked from pretty much day one to help them understand how to be independent oh, okay. and not dependent on mommy or daddy for all the things. Now, of course, there are certain things I do ask them to check with me before like using a stove or cooking in the oven or, you know, something like that that could be actually dangerous. Mm -hmm. But for the most part, since my kids were old enough to be able to reach um, plates, cups, bowls, things like that, they, you know, they've had they've had parameters, boundaries around which how often they could eat, what they could eat, you know, they could always get their own water and things like that, you know, so I've tried to make them help them become independent, feel very self-sufficient okay. in a lot of things, but knowing that they can ask mommy or uh, my boyfriend or their dad for help for things, um, you know, but for the most part, when it comes to working from home, we have a rule that if mommy's at her desk, there must be blood, flood, fire, or imminent death <laughs> to bug mom. That's it. So from the time that my youngest was four years old, she could she could tell you what imminent death meant. Mm. So I tried to make it all rhyme, but there was no, it was blood, flood, fire. And I'm like, there's no part of dying, dire, <laughs> is it die? Like, I don't know. So we dire. went with imminent death. Someone, someone has to be like about to die. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Those are the yep. only times that they're allowed to bug me for work, mm -hmm. you know, and I keep a whiteboard next to near my desk so they can write questions on it. And then if I get a minute, you know, when I take a break, cause I've got little timers at my desk, little, uh, cube timers that where I work for a certain amount of time, I do kind of the Pomodoro method. Okay. Um, you know, so I work for about 25 minutes at a time, maybe an hour for, for a good, you know, a good block if I'm in flow. Um, but they'll write on the whiteboard and they know, like, unless I look up at them and like verbally acknowledge them, they, they just, they just go right on the whiteboard and they know I'm going to respond interesting okay yeah, yeah my my daughter i've done similar she actually um so as we're recording this it's it's uh early august um uh -huh. and there's two weeks of summer camp left and she hasn't really been loving the summer camp um because mm -hmm. I, I think it's because she's more mature than a lot of the kids there yeah. uh and so she's not really good at dealing with immature kids yeah um she's currently in an art camp and one of the classes she's in is 12 plus and she's eight um and i asked her and she's like no, I'm not in a class with the older kids. And I'm like, one of them's 12 plus. I'm pretty sure there's older kids there. She's like, I hadn't noticed. Um, <laughs> but so, so she kept at me with camp. She kept saying, like, can I stay home? And I'm like, well, I'm home. You just can't bother me during the day. I mean, I'll feed you. And other than that, you got to take right. care of yourself. And she's actually, she, even when she was, I think, six, like she would know if I was on a Zoom call. Um, mm -hmm. And if she needed something, she'd come into my field of view out of the camera. Yep. Um, so that I could either... Like, yeah, if we were, if we're recording, obviously I'd be like, rawr, rawr. um, if I'm not recording, I, I could address her. Um, but she actually, she'd been very good at recognizing, okay, you're working. Yep. The kids are really smart. If you, I mean, like when she, after Halloween, she keeps the candy in her room. We don't ration it out for, her. um, oh, wow. And we're like, so, and, and yeah, she, it, we've never even had to talk to her about like, don't eat too much or you'll get sick. Um, I think probably because she's watched enough YouTube videos that make that joke about eating too much candy and getting sick. Oh, that's yeah, that makes she's downloaded sense. Downloaded a lot of information from YouTube into her brain. Yes, same with my kids. Yeah, uh, it, it's funny every once in a while the the little nuggets that they pop out with, and I'm like, uh -huh. let me guess, YouTube? Did you verify that? Yeah. Did you did you verify that? Did you yeah, go look I, that I have, up? I've, yeah, she told me once that uh, watermelon have hair that needs to be shaved. Yeah, um, my kids told me strawberry seeds are not actually seeds; they're little tiny bugs. And I was like, oh, um, yeah, "I've heard that one too." That's I was like, "Oh, hard no, yeah. hard, <laughs> hard no, kids. Nope, nope. Go research that again. Yep. Try again. Not true. not true. Your mom is a former science teacher. Nope, nope, <laughs> nope, nope. Mm -mm. Nope. Um, <laughs> so another thing I want to talk to you about was the uh, you know the Rexvale's world because um, yes. your 
you run a direct sales podcast and you also do coaching. Is that right? For yes. people in direct sales. Yeah. Um, and so something I've run into recently, I've been talking to someone, you know, my, 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 my hobby, cause you know, my business is I'm a coach and a connector. My hobby is coaching. Um, my hobby <laughs> is basically my friends who have not achieved the success I've been able to turning around and saying, Hey, I learned this thing. Maybe this will help you. Yeah. Um, so I want to kind of bring people up behind me. And one of the people I'm, I'm trying to help. One of the challenges is that whenever I talk about things like mindset, manifestation, anything like that, so many people have abused those terms because you sell Arbon. Okay. Um, and one of the challenges I find in that space, a lot of people who don't necessarily, you know, they don't have sales management training. They don't have coaching training. Right. And they're winging it. Yep. And so they use like the catchphrases like say when, not if. And, and you know, you might, you have to want it hard enough, which are all technically true if you know how to manifest. But yes. if you don't, it's just like, like you know, like, if you want to lose weight enough, you can. Like if somebody says you're going to die if you don't lose weight, then well, you can just starve yourself for three days and you'll lose weight. You can always right. there's a commitment level you can drive to, but in real life, short of there's a gun to your head, there's more to it than simply you gotta want it hard enough and yeah. use the right language. You know, expect success and you'll find success. Um, uh, so so you know, I kind of want, want to get your your thoughts on that. Um, because I mean. I, so yeah. you know, my challenge has been trying to meet her where she is yes. and then adjust the language so it doesn't sound like the platitude. platitude <laughs> right. Thinking. Yeah. Take the woo-woo out and explain the science behind how it works, right? Yeah. Uh, that's something that my clients absolutely love me for because I'm like, okay, guys, here's the deal. You need to understand that out of um, – so I have what's called the woo-woo scale. There's two woos on the woo-woo scale, okay? Woo-woo, huh? right? <laughs> I'm one and a half woos out of two woos. <laughs> <laughs> but that that half that half that's like quote unquote missing all right putting air quotes around that uh is is the scientific part um that the skeptic in me that goes okay that's going a little too far because there are some parts in the woo woo world and i'm not mm -hmm. talking about law of attraction because that i get there's other things right um but it but when it comes to law of attraction manifestation, there is actual brain science that explains why and how that works. Mm -hmm. There really literally is. And so I work with my clients explaining, here's why this works and here's how this works. Here's what's going mm -hmm. on and how manifestation works because it's got to have all of these parts to it. Yep. You can't just, you can't just think it. Right. It's not enough for the brain to just think, oh, I want a million dollars. You can't just sit on the couch and say money, 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 money. No, <laughs> no, no. It, it there. You've got to have. Yes, you do need to say it out loud. It helps if you write it. They they've proven they've done so many studies. I think there's a Harvard Business Review study out there that they did at one point that was like, you know, 84% of people who write down goals achieve them. Yeah. Right? 84 Now, who knows why it is that that works? Mm -hmm. You know, is it because the people who write them down are much more likely to freaking do something about it? I don't know. Maybe. Or, or the people who wrote them down went to Harvard where they taught you to write your goals down. <laughs> <laughs> it's always that the causation correlation thing right exactly you know, like like they like when they looked at the, the marshmallow test yeah um, and they and then they dug deeper and they realized oh it's not that poor kids have poor self-control it's they're in their food insecure and they don't yeah. believe you when you say they'll get two marshmallows yes they think exactly. you're lying so they'll take the sure thing over the the, the maybe. Which, which means the marshmallow test teaches us so much more than we thought it did. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I When it comes to anything in, in the world of psychology, right, mm -hmm. it's always addressing more than just the initial thing. Always. Yep. Because we are not one-dimensional, two-dimensional, or even three-dimensional. We mm -hmm. have so many different facets to us. Um, but in working with my, in working with my clients, you know, I'm helping to explain how and why they're doing what we're talking about doing, like mm -hmm. why this works, how this works, you know, setting up those plans and and the plan for the accountability. How how do I fit in it? How do you want me as your coach 
to back you up on that. Mm -hmm. But then I've got my own systems in place to help them with that. <laughs> yeah. So, but it, it definitely helps to, to take away some of the woo-woo mysticism from a lot of that. And instead of just saying, you know, if you just say it and write it, that then it's going to happen. No, here's why this works. It's because the brain now begins to look for ways to make it happen. Yeah. Because your brain, that that whole bullshit thing that says your brain is only 10% of your brain is working at any, any given time. Bullshit. Bullshit. I, like, I call BS on that like all day long because there are, your brain is huge. They're literally billions of cells in there working all the time mm -hmm. and so your brain has things working sub on a subconscious level in the background so when you're writing things out when you're saying them out loud especially for affirmations and manifestations and saying them out on a, a on a daily basis your brain begins to look for the things that can make that thing become true right? It begins to actually look for that kind of stuff. There's a part of your brain that's literally meant to look for those kinds of things. Now, it was built to keep us alive. It, the reticular activating system was built mm -hmm. to keep us alive back in the, the, the saber-toothed tiger days. Yeah. Like, look for things that, that do this, this, or that so that I don't die. Like, if it looks like this, I might die, right? Mm -hmm. Don't do that right? Look for the saber-toothed tiger in the grass. Don't eat that berry. Don't eat that mushroom. Those will kill me because I, I watched somebody else eat them and they died, right? Yeah. They're, it's looking for those things to, to keep you alive, but then you can also use it to look for the things that will help you thrive. You yeah. just have to retrain it, but it takes effort to retrain it by saying these things putting them out there on a daily basis or at least multi times during the week you know it doesn't have to be every single day but man when, if you got three out of five the, the activity oh well yeah i, I, I mean think, i think for some of the people who are who are using the platitudes because you can you can walk into a fast start in direct sales if you've yes. got the right social circle you've got 20 friends who are ready to buy from you three are ready to join and yep. and i think a lot of people that i've met people who got that fast start and they're like, no, I just had a very positive attitude and, and I use my affirmations every day and you live in a rich community with rich friends. So yeah. like you, you, you could positive yeah. affirmation all, all you want. If you grow up in Bridgeport, you're not going <laughs> to start the same way. You know, <laughs> if you grow up in Avon, to use, you know, two, two Connecticut towns here. And right. I think that's what she was running into was those people who couldn't explain their success. So they're like, well, it's not that I got lucky. I just wrote down my my beliefs every day and I kept my thinking positive and and uh well yeah and also you made 30 calls a day and you also did yes. prospect activities what you was also the activity yeah, yeah cause, you cause, were networking you were yeah because I tell you she wasn't yourself. taught and I think this happens a lot you know when I, when I first got into direct sales um I wasn't really taught how to prospect it was talk mm -hmm. to everyone you know and ask them for referrals uh I remember the first time I did sales to not my friends and family I was like this is so much easier. Right? So much easier. Because I don't care what a stranger thinks of me after they hang up. I do yeah. care what my, you know, friend from high school thinks of me after I mm -hmm. try to sell him some knives that he doesn't need and can't afford. Right. Exactly. And and I think, too, um, there's a little bit of it's harder. And I'm finding this in all areas of life, not just... Um, not just business, my, my particular business, right? It's harder to be a prophet in your own land. Mm -hmm. You know, um, it, it's really interesting. And I'm going to use BNI as an example, because I am a member of BNI, have been for 11, 11, almost 11 and a half years now. Um, and I absolutely adore it. And what's interesting is when I'm talking to BNI members who are not from the St. Louis region, because mm -hmm. The people here in the St. Louis region remember me when. Uh huh. Right? They remember me when I first started. So they're just like, oh, that's Jenny. Like, that's Jenny. No big deal. And I talk to people outside of the area and they've, you know, looked up or listened to my podcast or whatever. <laughs> you know, they, they've, they've gone to my website and actually checked out all the things that I've done. And they're like, holy crap. Yeah you're Jenny Bellinger. And I'm like, 
and, and it's it's this really interesting dichotomy because it's you know the people who are here i'm like do y'all even know how freaking fantastic i am like yeah. you've got the the next john maxwell jack canfield Brene Brown, whatever, sitting in your midst, and you don't have a freaking clue. And all these other people who are not from the area, are like, oh my god, <laughs> Jenny Belger, Jenny Belger, you're a rock star, you're amazing. <laughs> well, yeah, I, I, I found the, the pandemic's been great for me with that because I basically disappeared from the local community for two years, right? And people only saw me on social media yeah. for years, uh, and. And then I came back. So, because a lot of people in the, you know, my story is I jumped both feet in networking. So I went to every networking event there was. So I knew right. all the chamber people and whatnot. But then during the pandemic, one of the chambers turned over their staff completely. So the oh. people who knew we were gone, new staff came in. Um, and then a lot of people from the chamber who barely knew me, they're like, what does he do? I don't know. I think he sells printing or something. And then, <laughs> and then over the course of, of two years, they're watching me on social media and they're watching me do all these Facebook lives and doing interviews and the podcast and, and I'm talking about you know, a book and a blog. And I come back and they're like, wow, you, you, you were interviewing people in England and Canada and Australia and, and yeah. wow, you got something going on. I, well, what did you do before that? Uh, don't worry about it. <laughs> so so it's, it's almost like I'm a new person. Right. They didn't know me well before. And so they've overwritten what little they knew with a totally new story because I have That's a completely good. different trajectory than I did. Well, and and again, the, the neurodiversity fits into that really well, though, because we are so good at pivoting because we do it 700 times a day in our <laughs> head, you know? Um, you know, because for me, it was, there were so many people who were were shocked when I got diagnosed when I was 23 and they're like, but you're not hyperactive. Cause you know, 20 years ago, hyperactivity was still like the mainstay mm, yep. of neurodiverse in for ADHD specifically. Mm -hmm. Um, that's what the H is for y'all right? <laughs> is that hyperactivity piece. And people are like, but you're not hyperactive. And I said, Oh, uh, Oh, you haven't been in my head. <laughs> yeah. If you knew, all that was going on in here right like if people just knew um because those of us who don't experience that physically to the rest of the world outwardly to the rest of the world trust me the hyperactivity is happening it's uh -huh. just inside our head so we're we are very good at being able to pivot switch you know do different roles i mean it's hmm. it is you know one of the benefits of this you know because some people not neurotypicals um to look at what you just described right i used to do this thing was networking like crazy and then pandemic hit and now i've totally transitioned they may have a difficulty inside their head reconciling you know oh, i used to do this and and now i do this whereas neurodiverse people go yep that's just the way it is <laughs> yeah and, and actually I, i'm glad you brought that up that's uh, yeah this is what i do the podcast i learned so much about myself yeah. Um, cause I've always known, you know, part of ADHD is a bad memory, which why I, I say, if I'm not taking notes during a conversation, it didn't happen. Yep. Um, so yeah. you know, picture didn't happen. Notes didn't happen. Uh, but, but also I, one thing I noticed is in memory compartmentalization. So like I get, there's a, uh, a place I go for karaoke every Saturday. And when Saturday comes time to go there again, like, I feel like I was just here like an hour ago because in that context, it yeah. stops the recording and then restarts the recording the next week. And yes. it blinks by. And so I hadn't really thought about that in the context of I, I joke that 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 I need like someone who's past life regressions if I want to think about my time before the pandemic. <laughs> like, that, that's a totally different person who happens to share my name and face. Um, but you know, is completely different from me. 2019, Michael, magazine oh, publisher yeah. in a small town. Um, like totally different yeah. guy, slightly different, or somewhat looks similar, but totally different. Yeah. Um and and, and that's and probably the reason I was able to pivot so quickly and easily is yeah. that once my context shifted, I'm no longer attached to what's behind. Oh yeah. We, we have very little attachment it, it, or, well, I, I shouldn't speak for everyone because everybody's neurodiversity is shockingly diverse. Um, <laughs> it's literally in the name. Um, but I have found that a lot of the, a lot of the people I know who, who, 
fit into this that description of neuro neurodiversity have little attachment to all the people we were before we learn from it we mm -hmm. pull from it but we don't go oh i'm so sad i'm not her anymore no like that was a great that was a, a time in my life that i needed to become the person i am now but yeah. i'm not attached to um you know yes i had a direct sales business and i'm a direct sales coach now but i'm no longer a direct sales consultant or leader right because mm -hmm. i'm not active in that industry and i don't I don't have a sadness about that. Um, I don't have an attachment to it. I'm able to very quickly go, well, it's just not, it's just not the case anymore. Um, <laughs> this is where I am now. I mean, I literally pivoted in from being in the world of direct sales to going full-time coaching in less than six weeks. Okay. <sighs> you know, um, I mean, the process started mentally much before that, but to the rest of the world, I got, I, I didn't even tell anybody else. My husband and a few very close friends knew that I was going through my coaching certification because I didn't know what I was going to do with it. I hadn't figured that part out with it. Mm -hmm. um, I didn't know if I was going to stay in direct sales or not. I, I didn't know how, how that was all going to play out. But once I went through the coaching certification, I went, oh, yeah, no, I'm not staying. I can't ride two ponies at once. Mm. You know, I know my I I. I I'm a high achieving, high functioning neurodiverse person. And I also know that there are limitations for me. And if I want to be successful, I'm not going to be able to successfully ride two ponies at the same time. It took me so long to figure that part out. Oh, right. But once I made that decision, I pivoted out of that business in six weeks or less. And so everyone was like, like everyone around me who didn't know what was going on before that. <laughs> it was like what, the, what? You know? what? what? yeah they they all practically got whiplash trying to figure out what the hell was was going on with me um but i was able to make that transition very quickly very easily and then just it just is what it is i'm a coach now mm. yeah <laughs> that's, that makes sense and, and yeah and, and that idea of you know, not being able to ride two ponies at once i mean i i think i i might be riding like a 12 leg pony that's just really wide because i just well, stitch them together um but it's you know finding like like I started this podcast and I'm like, I want, I want to do this podcast because I feel called to do it, yeah. but it didn't actually align to my business. And I'm like, Hey, how do I stitch this in? And then, then I'm like, well, so the podcast, I think a neurodiversity superpowers mastermind would be very valuable. And yeah. that aligns to the guy who knows a guy, which is about networking and coaching and bringing together. So go. like, and a lot of the entrepreneurs I meet are neurodiverse anyway. So I kind of found ways to Gosh, yeah. bring, you know, bring everything into alignment. But yeah, I, if you're trying to do two totally separate things, at least if you have ADHD and try to do that, you're going to do two things very right. poorly. Um, exactly. You need, you need to find one way to expand the definition of one thing to make it, it's all one thing. It's just different aspects. Exactly. Right. And, 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 and it's interesting because I, one of my, one of my business coaches is looking at my entire business right now. Right. And what he's seeing and he, cause he's not neurodiverse. And so he's, he's kind of like, what the hell is going on here? Cause I have two business entities. I have level up coaching mm -hmm. and that is my, that is my safe business for my conservative B and I peeps. Uh huh. They also know about Badass Direct Sales Mastery, which is the podcast, and it is also my coaching brand outside of BNI. Because <laughs> I know that there are people who are, if they, if that's all I had, they'd be like, I can't refer that. It's all the same thing. I'm still coaching the same way. I've never beat anybody. Yes, I have a writing crop for fun because it's a hilarious prop, and let's face it, as part of my ADHD, it's my fidget. I sit here and play with my writing crop all day long. It's just like during my podcast, I don't do this. I don't hit it on my hand. But if I'm talking to somebody, I'm sometimes tapping it or doing whatever as mm -hmm. part of my fidget. But he's looking at my business and seeing these seemingly two very different entities. But I'm like, if you go look at all of the coaching services described on both of them, <laughs> It's the same coaching service, same pricing, same model. I'm throwing people. So I have clients who have signed up as Badass Direct Sales Mastery Coaching clients, and I have clients who have signed up as Level Up Coaching clients, and they're in the same group, <laughs> and they don't know it. 
but they all know I have the podcast. So it's, it, it's not, yeah. I don't hide that. I don't hide that at all. Um, you're one house with many doors. Yes, exactly. It's just, I, I like to create a safe space because that's what a, a good Dom is going to do. A safe space where you can mm -hmm. do what you need to, to get to where you want to go, which I mean, that's a whole other conversation, but, but in, a, in the coaching world, I've got to have a safe space. And if, if people aren't comfortable with the BDSM branding, then I have the, the level up coaching branding. So it looks like I'm riding two ponies, but I'm not. It's a black pony on one side and a white pony on the other side. Yeah, exactly. It just depends on, it, it's the same horse. It just depends on whether you're looking at me from one side or, or it's the, it's the, the horse from Wizard of Oz, the horse of, uh, horse of a different color. Uh -huh. It just changes all the time. And you, same horse. It just, this time it's purple. Next time it's blue and then it's green. It, you know, um, but that, that allows me to, to serve the people that I want to serve, the people who want to work with me, who want to work with me, but in a safe, safe way because they may not feel comfortable with their accountant seeing that they're you know with the direct sales dom the badass direct sales master better coaching. accountant it sounds like uh yeah no kidding but some people have very conservative people and and i it's not my job to out them or you know I, force them i try to, to avoid working with financial advisors with natural colored hair so <laughs> not so far that's amazing Probably need to do the same. Oh goodness gracious! Yeah. You'd love her. Oh well, there you little go. Hair well, tattoos, the whole thing. Oh, perfect! Oh my god, that's yep. amazing. I know a bookkeeper who matches the same description. Doesn't look the same, but right. Also, blue hair and tattoos. It now that I've seen in bookkeeping, I've not seen a financial advisor who wasn't like buttoned up. You know. Uh, very um, conservative in our area. In oh my yeah, area well, in here. your area. Um, yeah. Let's say I. I'm not saying they don't exist. I'm just saying where I live, I haven't seen one yet. But then again, I don't walk the halls of Edward Jones or anything like that. Yeah, you probably won't find them in Edward Jones. I think it's no. Kind of I think yeah, they're a little more. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yep. agreed. Yep. Yeah, independent. So, I could talk to you for hours, but then we'd we'd go outside the. The structure of the show. Apparently, if the show goes Probably. too long, people don't listen to it or something. Oh, I think that's not true. I think if it's a good enough conversation, they'll stick with it anyway. Well, you know, they, they'll stick with it. But I, I've had people tell me like, yeah, look at how long an episode is. And if it's too long, I don't listen. <gasps> oh. Yeah. Um, so I don't want to go past that magic number, whatever that number. I mean, married past it. I don't know. But anyway. Um, hey, all you need to do is teach them. Hey, you do realize you have something called the power of pause. You know that, right? Like but once I started teaching, once I started training my audience about the power of pause, it didn't matter how long the episode was. They'll listen because they're like, oh, I can pause it. Oh, interesting. That's a clever idea. So yeah, anyway. Because they can. Yeah. It's <laughs> so, so so. where can people find your podcast? Uh, on all the platforms. I mean, we're... It, it, I'm, I'm not gonna i'm not gonna hide it, it's it's everywhere <laughs> the, the badass direct sales mastery podcast yep absolutely the bad badass direct sales and it's badass all one word just so you yep. know because sometimes try, people try and put a hyphen in or they they separate it and then yeah, apple can't the find it bdsm podcast yeah if it were separated it wouldn't be bdsm and yep. so that's why i chose it that way <laughs> yep. so yeah, that'd be great. Be and, and at some point I'll be on it, and then I can tell people I was on the BDSM podcast. Yes. They'll be like, what? They'll be like, it is and is not what you think. Yes. Yes. And <laughs> exactly. no. Wait, is that? Well, yes and no. Yes. Yes and no. no. Go, go listen. Believe? Yeah, go Florida listen. Test. See what you. you... <laughs> yeah, you and and yeah. what is the best way of people to, to get in touch with you if they want more Jenny Bellinger in their life, and who doesn't? Oh, well, thank you so much. <laughs> uh, let's see the best way to get a, get in touch with me. Um, Facebook is a great way. Um, you know, I, I, I do enjoy, I'd spend a lot of time. That's where a lot of my clients are. So that's where, that's why I spend more time there yeah. than for example, LinkedIn or something like that. But I, you can find me, you know, I have the weird spelling. I'm the Jenny with an IE. So make sure you look for that. But there's only, I think, two of us in the world. So just look for the one with purple hair or a purple profile picture and you'll know it's me. 
Fantastic. All right. So look for Jenny Bellinger with the purple mm-hmm. on Facebook and LinkedIn. There's a, there's links in the links in the show notes as well. Yes. You can go Absolutely. in there and click on the thingies and find the thingies. So thanks so much for being on here. This has been great. I've learned something about myself, which is, you know, which really all about me. And so I got something out of it. So good. Go That's good. Time. Maybe the listeners <laughs> got something too. I don't care. No, I, I do care. I, I care deeply. I really yes. do. Exactly. Well, that's that's the fun thing is in the world of neurodiversity, we get we get to use and so much more often than mm-hmm. ever, than I think neurotypicals. I think yep. neurotypicals tend to much more think in the binary than neurodiverse people do because we kind of go, well, we're used to all the things. Yeah. You know, so for for us to go, I get to benefit and you get to benefit from this at the same time. Mm-hmm. Awesome. I make a great deal of use of the. Of the- of two two both gifts one is the um i think it's a little kid i think it's from like, like a, a salsa commercial or something um oh, it's this know. little kid going like both why not both oh and, and the other one's the meme from el dorado with, with the two guys being like both 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 is good both is good yes yeah. yes i need to re- i need to rewatch that movie i haven't seen yeah, it in so I, long I, <laughs> I use those uh those me those gifts so often yes often posts are like well should i do this or this Yes. Do both. Yes. Both <laughs> I know. Both. I'm like, you do realize and is an option, right? Like that that is something I say very, very often. Hey, and is also an option. Yeah, between A and B, my option my choice is usually yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or and. <laughs> yeah. I always throw in there C dot and. <laughs> but my grandfather used to say if you come to a fork on the road, take it. Yep. Yep. That's a Yogi Berra quote. Because do you know the story behind that? I I do not. (gasps) So Yogi Berra, former coach here in St. Louis, when he lived here, and he would tell people, when you come to the fork in the road, take it. Because there was a fork in the road, and his house was at the other end of this loop. So the fork looped around and came back so it didn't matter which way you uh, went okay. oh so that wasn't just yogi berries and that was actually good good directions it was actually the directions to his house so when you come to the fork <laughs> in the road take it but people thought it was hilarious because they didn't get it till they were driving to his house because 10 bucks says he was probably neurodiverse and he was just fucking with people because <laughs> yep, yep. we also enjoyed doing that going um you know let me just when you get to the fork in the road, just take it. Just, tr- just trust me. Just take it, okay? Trust me. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then, of course, I always picture the Muppets whenever I hear fork in the road. Oh, yes. Yes. big fork thing. And, and now, now we're to the point where we're like referencing all these cultural things that people are either saying, "Oh, I love these people," or "What the hell are they talking what about?" What the hell is that? And welcome to neurodiversity, because <laughs> yep. tangent. Off of a tangent. Of a but the good tangent. news to the audience, we've already done the like, how do you contact her or whatnot. You can stop. You can go on the next episode now. Exactly. Episode totally. It's totally over. Can. We just haven't hit stop yet. But this is the fun stuff. This is yeah. the stuff that, that people are going, oh, hell yes. Or, okay, I'm not old enough for that shit. <laughs> Welcome to Neurodiversity <laughs> Superpowers After Hours. No, wait, that's a different show. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we need to co-host that one. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that'd be great. Oh, gosh. Okay. All right. We should probably stop now. Yeah. It'd be like bad girls on business, but neurodiverse wackos on business. I like it. I like, hey, you know what? Podcasts are like are like potato chips. You can't have yeah. just one. I, yeah. People ask me how many I have, and I'm like, I have four, five, I, I don't know. Like, like is, is the guy who knows a guy podcast still active? Uh, I put episodes on it sometimes, so I guess so. Yeah. People listen to it. It's still there with 170 episodes on it, so. Yeah, Michael's motivation. My first podcast, still a podcast. I mean, it's it was on Anchor, so it never comes down. Oh, so there I, you go. Yes, it's and that. And yeah, and when I launch, it's funny. I hear my podcast. You know, the most podcasts don't get past ten episodes. Yeah, I'm like, I like I put I put on ten episodes for a time of shoes. Yeah, I dropped this one with five episodes. Like it, day one, it had five. Yeah, I I did the same thing. Nineteen interviews on the calendar. Um. So, like, how do you do a podcast with five episodes? I, I think people overthink it. They they overthink it, and I think they oftentimes feel like they have to actually do it weekly to put it out weekly. They don't get the whole batch recording mm. thing. Like, 
rec- like for me, my batch recordings are Mondays and Fridays. I, I much prefer doing for my own podcast Mondays and Fridays because then I'm in podcast mode oh, and, okay. and then the rest of my week is when I'm coaching and training and, and doing the other parts of my business. But I, I like to keep my mindset in the same arena as much as possible. So I batch record. I, I, I like that concept, except most of what I do involves other people and their schedules. Um, so trying to control my wanna... own schedule against all these meetings I need to have. And that's why I use Calendly. Oh, no, I, I do. <laughs> and I know you do. Calendly but, becomes its own monster. But pretty much when I once somebody has said, I want to be on your show, I'm like, okay, here, go fill out the form because my team needs your stuff. Right. So nobody gets on my show without filling the form first, but then then they get redirected and they can only pick from Mondays or Fridays. That's it. Yep. Yeah. I, I use Mondays as my no appointments day. Okay. I that's mean, I, that's when I record morning motivation and I batch record that. There you go. Um, so you're, I yep. mean, you're already doing it, but with all these other things, if they want to be on the show bad enough, mm-hmm. they'll find a time, they'll make a time, oh, yeah, they'll yeah. reach out. To, Cause I've had, you know, there have been three people that have been on my podcast, three, three that have been on my podcast that I said, when do you want to record? <laughs> Jack Canfield, Mark Victor Hansen, and the CEO of Pure Romance. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. For them. For them, I was like, 2 a.m. Sunday night. Sure. Yeah. That's, that's not a problem when, at all. When do you want to be on? I will completely rearrange my schedule for you because you're the chicken soup for the soul guys. Yeah. 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 <laughs> And the CEO of a company that I really, 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 really want to work with because we're so aligned. Yeah. Oh, it's not even. Yeah, funny. yeah, that. that well, you know, and, and I, I, most people will will fall into line, you know, with whatever yeah. I have Calendly do. The the thing is, it's about figuring out the algorithm for Calendly so that Calendly doesn't, because it, it's a machine. Yeah. With the number of people I meet as a as a networker, and so if I don't program that machine right, it is October before I'm able to fix it. Uh-huh. People grab this. So now my cal now it is a great compliment to get a calendar link from me. Um, because most people I put into connection bonanzas and open virtual coffees. Yep. So when I get an introduction, which I get more and more of, and someone's like, Hey, you gotta meet so and so, they're amazing. And I'm like, Does amazing mean I'll have a good conversation or does amazing mean they'll change my life? Ah, why don't you come to an open virtual coffee? <laughs> where I can have multiple people find out if you're life changing amazing, in which case we'll do a one on one. Which right. we can book sometime in the next seven days because I don't give them to everyone. Right. Um, or because yeah, I used to go to events and like drop my calendar. It, yeah, people are like, yeah, drop your calendar link in the chat. I'm like, ha ha, no, 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 no. no. <laughs> no we, we... I mean, I can, but here's the thing. My, at this point for a lot of my calendars, when people click on them, they're like, you're not available until like, so we're recording this early-ish, you know, August. Um you know, I, I just gave my link to somebody at the end of last week and they're like, you don't have anything till September. Right. So yeah, because most of the time, because I'm using my Calendly as a filtering for mm. most of the time, if it's someone that I really, really, really want to talk with, I have appointments in my calendar that are busy. So Calendly won't let somebody in, but I can, cause I can go into Google and be like, Oh, I'm going to fit Michael in because I want to talk to Michael. Uh, okay. Yeah. yeah. I've you been trying I mean? to figure out how to block out time. So I don't have to manually schedule things. I still have to manually um, schedule, but I only manually schedule if somebody's worth it. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah, so I, you're I, using Calendly to be like, here, you're allowed to have my Calendly link. I'm like, here, Go pick a Calendly it, it, event. It's still restricted, but I, I do have I so <laughs> right. I have a, a regular one on one and then mm-hmm. I have a priority one on one, which okay. offers times the regular one doesn't. Gotcha. Um, yeah, now so, I so that's been somewhat effective. Um because yeah, I, I ran into the issue where like prospective clients couldn't get on my calendar for four weeks. Oh yeah, no, I've got there I've got a, a secret event that only I can pass out to people that mm-hmm. is for my clients that gives them access to much more access to me. Cause like I said, I, my clients can get in, but not clients. Yeah. Cause most of yeah. the time people who aren't clients are trying to sell me something. Yeah. And so I'm like, you get my business connection link. Uh-huh. 
<laughs> yeah, this is a business neat. connection. We'll have a talk. We'll see what do, what do you want to tell? Like one of the questions on there is, you know, what do you want to talk about? What's what's your intent for this meeting? You know, and luckily, I think in in all the years I've had my Calendly, I've only had one person be like, I really want to sell you this thing. And I was like, you know what? You got the balls to say that. I'm I'm still going to meet you. <laughs> Yeah. The funny thing for me is, is most, is I expect when people want to meet me, they're like, Oh, I want to tap the network of the guy who knows a guy, which I'm totally happy to share because right. often people want to meet them. The problem is, you know, I don't need half an hour for that. I need 10 minutes for that, which right. is what the connection bonanza is. It's not up to nine people in one hour. Nice. Um, all, all, uh, uh, you know, basically saying here's what I'm looking to meet. Yeah. And I'm not even asking for reciprocation. I'm just like, I'm going to introduce you to people. Because most of my clients hire me to introduce them to people they want to meet. So I get to sift through nine people, see mm -hmm. who of those are good connections for my clients. Very valuable to me. Great for them. Um, but yeah, when people do try to pitch me, I'm like, seriously, you're talking to a professional networker. You're <laughs> wasting that pitching me. I like know. I would have introduced you to any number of people. Well, up to two or three. But yeah. I would have introduced you to people. But instead of tapping my network, you're wasting your time pitching me and wasting yeah, my time. It, it's the it's the Dr. Meisner. You're trying to go to people instead of go through people, yeah. you know, and that that's unfortunate. But I think people are getting a little bit better at that nowadays. They are, yeah. One would yeah hope, it, it's mostly the, uh, the newbies or the, the people report, you know, circling back. See, I still remember the earlier part of this conversation like three yes. hours ago. Um, <laughs> circling back, it, it, I think some of those people in direct, direct sales who are not properly trained. Because oh, they're hired yeah. by people who are not properly got, trained. Right, they got off to a quick start because they had a good natural market that got them yeah. that they were able to spread through. And yeah. then then they're told, well, I got a prospect. So cold, cold call people. Yep. And that's how you get these cold messages. But like, do you care about your health? Because I can make it better. Yeah. Oh, no. Oh, no. The new the new thing. The new thing is that they now call it the hey, girl message. <laughs> At least for women, obviously they're not saying yep. that to dudes, but, but like you almost always know that what's following after, Hey girl, Hey girl. Yeah. And then here comes the sales pitch. Yeah. I, I, I actually, in my book, I mentioned that, 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 uh, you know, the, the women reading this will understand this. The men may not, but, um, mm -hmm. you know, you know, that guy at the party who just wants one thing, well, he doesn't <laughs> want to put his hand in your thigh. He wants to put his hand in your wallet. Yes, and, exactly. You know, I talk about those kinds of people at networking events. Mm hmm. Oh um, my gosh. The guy wants just. Well, one. Michael, as much as I love you, we got to cut this short. We should. Yeah. Was, I oh, got another it, thing. We're fifty and a half minutes in, so we should probably <laughs> stop. Yeah, we're fifty and a half minutes into twenty-five minute podcast. So it's been <laughs> great having you on. I'm gonna stop recording now. <laughs> Thanks for being here. <laughs> awesome. Oh my gosh. I just looked at the time. I was like, oh shoot, I'm supposed to be somewhere in like ten minutes. <laughs> All right. So, and I still got a bunch of shoes yeah. on. Oh my god. Yeah. This has been the Neurodiversity Superpowers Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Whitehouse. Sign up to get every episode at neurodiversitysuperpowers.me. Join our Facebook group on facebook.com slash groups slash neurodiversity superpowers. Thank you so much for joining us, and don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. I'm launching a course called Successful ADHD Entrepreneur. I've been an entrepreneur for a long time, and I've had ADHD for a little bit longer than that. Over that time, I've learned quite a few things that make me quite effective. People even call me organized. After many people ask me to, I have created a course to share what I've learned with you. Get details at neurodiversity.me course. The first run is limited to only 20 students, and the first class is April 20th, so don't put this one off neurodiversity.me slash course.